Bobby Valentine, what train do you take? <laughs> oh, I'm on the Long Beach branch. All right, so I take it out of the, the first, it's uh, Limbrook, then uh, Marijuana Avenue, and Raffle Center. And All right, Bobby, enough. We don't have to go through every stop. First time, long time. 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 Hey there, sports fans. First time, long time. I'm Tommy Fitzgerald. He's Richie Barone. Richie, how are you? Uh, you know, uh, I'm I'm recovering. Uh, you know, it's been as as you know, it's been. Two weeks since we've done the show, and I want to apologize to everybody uh, in advance because, you know, we didn't mean to not do the show for this long, but I'm coming back from uh, Montauk on Memorial Day weekend. Just, uh, you know, I'm out there waving an American flag. I watched a little parade. A bunch of old cars go by, and uh, I get back in my car after, you know, a bunch of pops. I'm driving myself home. All of a sudden... Ferrari T-bones me into a tree. Who is it? I get in the ambulance. We had to share an ambulance. They only had one out there. Me and Billy Joel, same ambulance. Drives us out to Stony Brook Hospital. I got a lacerated kidney and uh, you know two broken legs. But let me tell you something. It was a it was a hell of a way to uh, to spend an MDW. Never gonna forget it. And uh, you know hopefully hopefully it doesn't happen again because I I hate to miss this show. Although there hasn't been much to talk about because this team is just a uh, a giant dumpster fire full of pedophile clowns. I tell you, kid, Billy Joel likes driving while intoxicated more than I like curly fries. And Lord knows, Lord knows, I like a big help in a curly fries. Love them. Yeah, it's just one of those things, like, you know, like, if you live on Long Island, you know a few things. You know that Steve Buscemi used to be a firefighter. Uh, you know that... You know that Big Shot is going to be at uh, in the weeds out there at Mulcahy's, and you gotta get, you got to get on that Wontaw train to go see those guys. And you know that at any point in time, oh, you know that there's going to be deer in Suffolk County. So, you know, slow down. You, you might ruin your grill on a deer. And then the last thing you know is that at any point in time, Billy Joel may just come screaming, uh, you know, off the, off the Seaford Oyster Bay. And just crush your car into a million pieces. Then he'll sign a check for like twenty-five grand, tell you to f off, and that'll be the end of it. And they'll just walk away singing for the longest time, and everyone just still loves him. That's just how it goes. Strictly eighties Joel. Yeah, only eighties Joel. Yeah, <laughs> of course, kid. I, but but, but uh, as we as we talk about Billy Joel, we segue to why the people are are here to listen. They're here to listen about the New York Metropolitans and. It certainly hasn't been an interesting couple of weeks. They've broken my heart numerous times. Uh, you know, just fast forward into the most recent week. You know, if you told me on Tuesday that Jacob DeGrom, our guy, our guy DeGrom going on Tuesday in Texas against our former friend Dylan G, who is not only making his first start of the season, but pitched four innings in relief four days earlier. So he's on three days rest. Mets, DeGrom. Rangers, Dylan G, and they lose 10-8, and this is, this is our life. Yeah, I mean, right now, like, every Met game that I've watched for the last couple weeks is, like, you know, it, it's, like, I, it's not embarrassing. Uh, it is embarrassing, but it's one of those things where you just feel doom and gloom. Like, you know everything's going to go wrong. 
It's like walking up to a girl in the bar and uh, and opening up, you know, trying to hit on her by pissing your pants. You just know you're off to you're off to a bad start. You got off on the wrong foot, and it's all downhill from there. Like, and, that, and this is what happens. Like the opening innings of games, I you know, before I even turn it on, I sit there, I get myself all comfy, I line up my middle lights, and uh, by the time I look at the screen, it's three nothing. Matt Harvey is looking bewildered. Terry Collins is clicking a pen like a motherfucker nonstop, <laughs> and uh, and and I don't know which way's up or which way's down. And then I'm forced to watch like the NBA playoffs. Like you know, it's 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 a nightmare. You got Dan Warthen jogging out to the mound, looking like an extra from Weird Science. Yeah, I mean, Dan, yeah, Dan Warthen's like uh, like Joe Madden minus the magic tricks and plus like thirty or forty bagels a day. Dan, just, Dan Warthen looks like uh, looks like a someone's dad in like an early '90s Disney movie. You know, yeah, He's got the the glasses. He looks like Doctor Robotnik from Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> it's real weird. He's got the glasses. I. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't care for any of it. He's got the weird. He's got the weird jog. It's like not even a real jog. It's in between like a jog and like a, a saunter, like a brisk, like like you'd see someone, uh, like doing a like a sixty year old man doing the Olympic race walk around a track. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's kind of like if you had like prosthetic legs and a kidney stone. That's how he moves. <laughs> he's not, he's not very fleet of foot. And uh, you know, and then we got Lenny Dykstra on Facebook after every game. Just in a in a stupor, just just yelling about the team and trying to rehire Howard Johnson the other day as the team's manager. It's like, listen, Lenny, why don't you go go off, do your thing? Uh, you know, we fired Howard Johnson quite a while ago. I don't think Sandy needs to bring that headache back. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think we just summed up the overall state of the team. But you know, if you want to go a little deeper into it, what do you think? What do you think the problems are here? It's the pitching staff, and you know, I, I think coming into the season, there was never a scenario where we were really worried about the pitching staff. It was like, well, you know, we got so much pitching depth; they're all healthy. And, and Jesus Christ, like you know, halfway through spring training, it kind of went hit the fan. You know, Cespedes has been hurt, but the offense, you know, offense been pretty good, and the pitching, especially, you know, we've seen Degrom uh, really struggle the last two outings, but the pitching in general, obviously, the bullpen is like a total disaster. I mean, I don't know where, where's our boy Luis Ayala, uh, you know, circa 2008, 2009, whatever the hell, they, you know, they all kind of blend together at this point. But, you know, the pitching staff for the Metropolitans has not been good. Uh, they've had a soft schedule, a ton of home games in the early going, and, you know, they're still on the struggle bus. What about you? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the whole, the bullpen is an absolute disaster. I mean, you've got Josh Edgen, who must be, you know, a relative of a Mets uh, front office exec because I don't know how he remains on the team day after day after day. I'm glad they got rid of Hansel Robles. They sent him out to Las Vegas to the land of misfit toys. And, uh, you know, I mean, but the starting pitching, that's really been the thing. Like, they don't they don't get off to good starts. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's kind of one of those things where Matt Harvey still manages Terry Collins – Jacob DeGrom is on a bit of a slide, and now we're bringing back Mats and Lugo this weekend, and, uh, you know, I mean, hopefully they can do something, but you never know. I mean, with, with old Stevie, all it takes is, is a, a strong gust of wind to put him right back on the shelf. Agree, kid, and it's going to be a tough sell when we start, to, you know, we're taping this Thursday night, the Mets are off tomorrow, Friday, June 9th, or when you're listening to this, it's probably tonight. 
at, in Atlanta at that new ballpark, you know, they played in Texas where the ball flies out of there. Then you go to Atlanta where, you know, it's basically Homer Haven going opposite way if you're a righty. And we got our boy Matt Harvey on the mound against our old nemesis Julio Tehran or Teheran or it's Tehran. I'll say Tehran. This guy typically dominates the Mets. I'm not looking forward to this. They did get to him his last time out, but generally Tehran owns the Metropolitans. Harvey looked pretty good against Pittsburgh. Looked like he was, excuse me, not against, or the first time around against Pittsburgh. Then the wheels kind of came off in the last Friday night game. So what do you expect? Mets, Harvey, Tehran for the Braves in Atlanta, Friday night, a bunch of drunk boys from Cobb County going to be in the seats. Yeah, I'm trying to be optimistic about this one, but um, all signs point to bloodbath because uh, Tehran is, you know, electric against us, lights out, like Pedro Martinez in an Atlanta Braves hat. And uh, Matt Harvey, I don't know. I don't know what, what goes on with Matt Harvey. I mean, he's he's got a rib removed, uh, like Marilyn Manson or something, and it hasn't helped. And it hasn't helped too much at all. I mean, you know, the guy, there's just not, he's throwing 95 miles an hour, but it doesn't look like 95 miles an hour. And I know that's pretty existential stuff. I'm getting pretty deep here. But, you know, it's just, there's no zip. People uh, people see what that he's throwing, and they're just bashing it out of the yard. So, uh, you know, and like you said, it's a home run haven over there. He gives up. Uh, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I think the average is about 13 home runs a start. So... You know, more or less, I'm not feeling great about it. How are you feeling? I tell you, kid, you know, typically in a game like this, we'd have to worry about Freddie Freeman. Luckily, Freeman, not luckily, you know, the guy's out with a wrist injury. Not luckily. Not luckily. luckily. Oh, luckily. <laughs> oh, oh, luckily. Oh, luckily, yeah, yeah. Luckily. Sounds Screw like... your wrist, Freddie. <laughs> Freddie Freeman, uh, kind, of, kind of an asshole if you're a Mets fan. Anyway, uh, it'll be Nick Markakis, it'll be Matt Kemp, it'll be... Uh, somebody else. It'll be Dansby Swanson right after he gets done opening up for the Zach Brown band. It'll be somebody. Yeah, I, I think it will be. And, uh, I mean, to have – you're spot on, too, with that Dansby Swanson name. He was an Arizona Diamondbacks prospect. There is no one who was, who was more made for Atlanta than a guy named Dansby Swanson. I mean, like, his name sounds like every time you say it, a buttered roll should pop up. And you should just be – it should instantly bring you to a Perkins diner and you should just be sitting there just clogging your veins with something Southern. Dansby Swanson is the most Southern name of all time and he's probably going to be a real problem tomorrow. He's going to be a real problem probably like the next like 15 years playing, playing the Mets if we're being honest. You know, former number one pick that somehow they got in return for Shelby Miller because uh, Tony La Russa at the time had – you know, talk about a guy that's been known for having a couple pops. I think he had a couple before making that deal. That's true. Yeah, that was a real that was a real odd one. There's no there real really no explaining that. And uh, you know, Shelby Miller has obviously been lights out for those Diamondbacks. He's uh, he's been lighting it up. He's a real a real fixture at the local Buffalo Wild Wings. Tells a bunch of jokes. Hangs out with the locals. He's uh, he's doing great. So shout out to you, Tony Larusa. Your trade making skills are a plus level. Uh, game two here, we've got the man, the jizz man, evil Jacob DeGrom, Robbie G, Rob Gisellman. He's pitching against, uh, it says to be announced over here, but I think you know who it is. Yeah, apparently, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Sean Newcomb is a Braves prospect. He was a former first-round pick by 
the Angels of Anaheim or California, whatever the hell they called themselves. And he was in the Angelton Simmons deal. So a little fun fact there, he's a six foot five left-handed pitcher. This is all from Fangraphs, as always. Thank you, Fangraphs. And allegedly he's got a pretty good fastball, but besides from that, his secondary stuff's not good. But the bad news with that, Richie, is we've got Gaselman, who's about two bad starts from Blaine Sheetrock out in Suffolk County the rest of his life. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean he's uh I mean he's he's got a, a real future at Lowe's home improvement if he doesn't start working that uh working those pitches down. I gotta tell you something. Uh, he's not untouchable like our boy Harvey, who you know, who intimidates in Terry Collins like a Comey Trump situation. Giselleman, he's gotta he's gotta do some work out there. Otherwise, he's gonna find himself in the pen. Um, I think he's gonna find himself in the pen regardless because Seth Lugo been pitching pretty well in rehab, um, unless like I said, the boy Stevie Matz falters. But uh, Robbie G, I think it was two starts ago. I was feeling real good about him. I saw him get out there. I think he threw like eight innings or something, real strong. Uh, you know, maybe he laid off the edibles for a day or two. I don't know what it was, but whatever it is, I do think he's a good pitcher. I think this guy has the ability to turn it around, but um, I think that's just my stupid brain telling myself that I really want him to turn it around, especially, especially against some unknown named Sean Newcomb that has, you know, really uh, no experience and, and no reason to be feared. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I was riding Gesellman the hype train more than... Not riding Gesellman. I was, I was riding the Gesellman hype train more than anybody before the season. And, uh, you know, it hasn't been, hasn't been a great first half of the season to be a big Gesellman guy. But, you know, with Mats and Lugo back, this is potentially, like you mentioned, his last start. I mean, I don't, you know, he's probably the odd man out. So hopefully he responds to the moment. A big start in a 1 o'clock game. And then game two, we're playing two in Atlanta. It's not really Atlanta. They play in the suburbs because they used to play in Atlanta. And then they had this coded language basically saying that, you know, you know, dads in Cobb County wouldn't bring their sons to Atlanta because of the parking. We, we get it. Right? Not own. Not own, indeed. Uh, you know, just do better. Do better. Chill out, Atlanta. Yeah, chill, chill out. out. Chill out. Uh, the Braves, not the city. Let's uh, yeah. Yeah, let's get that straight. Let's get let's get away from this topic as quickly as humanly possible. Saturday, uh, game two, six o'clock, <laughs> scheduled start. We got uh, Steven Matz. We don't know who's going to be going for the Braves. Uh, I'm just excited to see Matz back. I'm excited to hopefully see Grandpa Matz at a, at a Mets game at a certain point. Um, you know, Grandpa Matz probably waking up every morning four thirty doing calisthenics drinking about six raw eggs out of a glass, just waiting for this moment. The Matt's family, hot as a pistol. Oh, yeah. Well, Got to love the Matt's family. And you know what? I mean, I, I think this is a team that could use a little bit of fun, a little bit of camaraderie. So I'm going to make a, a suggestion. Uh, I think if, if Stevie Matt's goes out there and pitches a gem, they go back into that clubhouse, they grab a chair or a stool, they get out there, maybe they put Jay Bruce on one side, Neil Walker on the other, and uh, who who takes the back two legs? Maybe Lucas Duda takes the back leg, and maybe we get uh, 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 Jose Reyes. He'll take a back leg too. And we throw Steven in the air. We re- relive his bar mitzvah because you know this is the day where he becomes a man and starts pitching through this elbow pain. Uh, he's got to do it. This is this is his time to shine. Technically, they never said anything was wrong with his elbow. There was like the, the the MRIs were clean. 
uh, everything was kind of good. They were just like, yeah, his elbow hurts. And, you know, where I'm from, which is Long Island, uh, I read stuff about how Nolan Ryan wouldn't put up with that. So, you know, that's one of those things where Stevie Boy, love him to death, all the talent in the world. You just got to pitch through it, kid. I mean, I, I did during the Wiffle Ball Championships. I threw up my elbow many a time in high school, and uh, it was just it was just one of those things. I, I put some ice on it, and I got back out there. And at the end of the day, I won 100 bucks, struck out the side in the ninth. You know what they say, kid? They don't make them like they used to. It's damn true. You know, it, it's damn true. Maybe we got to bring Steven out here and have him drive around Oyster Bay aimlessly for a few hours with the hope that Billy Joel crushes him to toughen him up a little bit. Because I got to tell you, I'm I'm living on Percocets over here with two broken legs, and I I feel like a million bucks. I I set up my mic, you know. I put on I put on my pants one leg at a time like everybody else today, and uh, you know I'm still showing up to work. I'm still doing the damn thing. So Stevie Matz, shout out to you. I'm hoping that we can hoist you up on the mound in Atlanta, which uh, has a very rich Jewish culture, and we can just you know celebrate you and a Mets win Saturday night. I love it, kid, and I'm and I'm happy for you toughening it out. The Percocets they help, they help. Yeah, my uh, my I've, nephew. I've heard. Played, yeah, it's a rumor. Yeah, there's a song actually about Percocet by this guy uh, that that guy whose kid is being raised by Russell Wilson. It's called Percocets, Molly Percocets. <laughs> I don't do the second one. I'm a little too old, but Percocet, I'm all in. I like that. There's a song about it. Yeah, I think his name is. Uh... Is a uh, present? Nah, I'm just kidding. It's a, uh, it's future. That's a that's a dad joke if there ever was one. Yeah, seriously, I'm gonna I'm gonna you gotta jump in your Windstar now and take people to uh, Dave and Buster's after yeah, that one. I gotta send that one to Jay Leno. I'll freelance for him. Uh, Sunday, June 11th. Uh, fax it in. <laughs> fax it in, Jerome. Uh, Sunday, June 11th, the in Atlanta, our boy Seth Lugo making his return against Jaime Garcia. A thorn in the Metropolitan side for many a year, but he hasn't been too hot this season. I'm happy to see Seth Lugo back. I, I think, you know, we, we underestimated this guy last season. Uh, the way things have been going, it'll be a sight for sore eyes to have him and Matt's back in the rotation. What are your thoughts on Sunday? Yeah, I love I love me some Seth Lugo. I mean, you know, really weird name, but the guy uh, was pitching real well at the end of last year. Then he decided to pitch for Team Puerto Rico in the World Baseball Classic, which was uh, which was great for him and not so great for everybody else. I was looking forward to the, the Mets season because he went out there like an absolute hero and threw seven innings and no rest. You know, it's it's like it's like basically getting hammered and trying to run a five k. You know, at some point you're going to throw up. Like it's not <clears throat> it's not really the best idea. So Lugo going out there and pitching seven strong. Like it's Game Seven of the World Series, and he's been thrown all year. You know what did you think was going to happen? So we haven't seen him all year. Um, you know those stat nerds talk about his curveballs, a lot of spin to it. I don't care what it does, as long as it's getting people out. And uh, I'm excited. I think honestly, I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be Richie the Optimist here. I think the Mets could take three to four this weekend. I think that Harvey start's going to be an absolute uh, nightmare. I think it's going to be. Some real nightmare fuel, but the other the other games, I think we rattle off three straight. I hope so, kid. It just tells you about the state of the team that the Mets, as of today, have the identical record of the Atlanta Braves. So if we were if we were Listen. looking at this before the season, we'd say at least three out of four. Now we're looking at it being hopeful for three out of four. But such is life. 
Yeah, and I know New York's a progressive state, and I don't want to sound like a jerk when I say this, but if the Mets can't finish off a series by beating a guy named Jamie, I mean, come on. I mean, where are we? You know, <laughs> when men were men, we didn't have guys named Jamie pitching on Sunday against the Mets and winning. So, you know, that's, uh, that's just my two cents. Make America great again. <laughs> Love it, kid. Uh, so there we go. There we go. We're back on the saddle, or back in the saddle, back on the saddle. I don't know how expressions go. That's a that's a cool thing about me. But uh, anyway, we're back. We're back. Uh, we hope you enjoyed listening. Hopefully, you didn't give up on us because we missed a couple of weeks. It's kind of like you know, little sabbatical, little summer vacation. Our boy Richie's back on his feet. You know. Uh, no thanks to you, Joel. Yeah, he might have uh, an extra some some brand new siding on his house, paid by Billy Joel. I don't, you know, can't confirm nor deny that. So I'm gonna get one of those uh, outdoor fireplaces, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna switch from an above ground pool to a half above ground pool. Sort of like a hybrid. Yeah, uh, the settlement's not gonna be enough for a full in ground, and I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to act like some rich guy, but I think a half in ground with like a deck is gonna make me look like uh, the cock of the walk out there. In uh, Massapequa Park. Yeah, Massapequa Park, one stop after Massapequa. Remember to show your conductor's ticket. Uh, Amityville, Copay, Glendenhurst, <laughs> Babylon. <laughs> we, I get the guy, I get the uh, the Cold Spring Harbor. You ever got that guy? I don't know if you ever, you ever, ever, very rarely. Very, very I'm, rarely. A, I'm a creature of habit. Yeah. Bobby Valentine, what train do you take? <laughs> I'm on the Long Beach branch. I take it out of the first, it's uh, Limbrook, then uh, Marijuana Avenue, and Raffle Center. And All right, Bobby, enough. We don't have to go through every stop. <laughs> Love it, kid. Uh, as always, find us on the Twitter machine, Mets FTLT. Uh, we're on Facebook still as well. You can find us. First time, long time. We're very social media conscious, and uh, we love you, and let's go Mets. God bless. Music. Yeah, hey, fellas, this is Chris from New Hyde Park. First time, long time. Hi, this is Bob from Greenpoint. First time, long time, yeah. Hey guys, this is Audie Bevilacqua from Hapog. First time, long time. <laughs>